0: I am the greatest movie of all time clothed in immense power today on the show
1: link it's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Where- Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the
0: greatest movie. The greatest movie where- Come on and hear me now. Movie podcast. Welcome to the greatest movie
1: of all time
0: podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, Big Daddy Cool, Rick
1: Barasa. And I, your co-host, Abraham Link-Rexke. Bosk, P-E.
0: Workshop a little more. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which is the greatest of them all.
1: How are you doing today, Derek? I'm great, Rick. You want to know why? Why is that? Because slavery has been abolished. You're just finding about this now. I yesterday I just found out about this. Oh, via via Steven Spielberg. Well, future guest I didn't, of the show. Steven I didn't Spielberg. realize. Yeah. I didn't realize Spielberg abolished slavery until yesterday. Oh, I may have my facts messed up, but all I know is that g- good, good. Well, listen.
0: I don't know about that, but I do know Rocky Balboa ended communism in Russia. So it, I mean, you're not wrong about that. That's true. So we, of course, are getting ready to emancipate with Lincoln. But let's take care of some business first. Last week, we had our box of chocolates, and we talked Forrest Gump. Tremendous episode. Really check that one out. You are sleeping on that one. Recommend yeah. it to friends. It's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Wait, wake up, guys. Come on. Yes, indeed. And you can find it, of course, that episode or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe, review if you can. It is extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed that one, or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We are at great movie cast on Twitter. We are at Rick and Rec on Instagram. You can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And of course, is our old friend, our old, senator that we voted for to put in the government and help abolish slavery. Bruce Wayne would say, tell your friends about us. But now, let's pass an amendment. Lincoln is a 2012 historical drama uh, directed, of course, by future guest of the show, Steven Spielberg, it stars Daniel Day-Lewis as Abe Lincoln, Sally Field as Mary Todd Lincoln, back-to-back Sally Field, David Strathairn as William H. Seward, and Tommy Lee Jones as Thaddeus Stevens, plus so many character actors. So many character actors. Dude.
1: There's a lot of things in this movie, a, lo- a lot of acting and a lot of roles and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things you need to be historically uh... – correct about this
0: well i also feel like this movie is so i think there's so many roles in this movie so many small roles and if you ask any actor it's like hey do you want to do like a few days on spielberg's abe lincoln movie you'd be (laughs) like yes yes i do yes i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: Like Adam Adam Driver's like, yeah, of course, (laughs) what are you talking about? I I was wondering, it's funny because I saw him and I was like, is that Adam Driver? Yeah. He has no lines. And then later he did. And I was like, I had to look it up to make sure that was him because I was like, that looks like Adam Driver. Yeah.
0: But it's, yeah, it's sort of like, of course, I want to do Spielberg's Abe Lincoln movie. So, so yeah, a bunch of character actors doing a thing. It made $275.3 million on a $65 million budget. Uh, it's got a 7.3 on the internet movie database, an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 86 on Metacritic.
1: Ebert, still alive for this movie, says... Barely. <laughs> this was like, I think this was his last one that he had he had rated before he died. Oh, is that, is that true? From, from what I read from the trivia, yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know what? He really liked it. It's a 4 out
0: of 4. The hallmark of the man performed so powerfully by Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln is calm, self-confidence, patience, and a willingness to play politics in a realistic way. A.O. Scott from the New York Times says, To say that this is among the finest films ever made about American politics may be to congratulate it for clearing a fairly low bar. For a negative one, Joe Williams from St. Louis Post-Dispatch says, Spielberg is legendary for his visual feasts. Yet he serves us this turkey with no relish. There's scarcely a memorable image in the entire film.
1: Interesting, Derek. What uh, now? Is this the first time you saw this, or did you see this was the very first time I saw this? Um, I wasn't avoiding it. I just never got a chance to sit down and watch this. And I'm a huge, yeah, it's a lot to be like.
0: It's a lot to be like. Let's watch an almost three-hour Abe Lincoln.
1: Right, right. Because, yeah. you know, I think that most people are thinking, okay, this is going to be a bit boring for me. But it's really, you know, it just depends on what kind of movies you like. But I feel bad for avoiding it for all these years, being a huge Neil Day-Lewis fan. So yeah, I, you know, by, you know, you, you and me, our schedules can be kind of wild at times. And we're trying to figure out when to, you know, when are we going to record and when are we going to watch these movies? And I literally, I think it was like 11 p.m., on saturday night and i was like i just need to get through this movie before i just screw this up so i had to watch it like that that late but i uh i was a bit intrigued by it and uh we'll obviously get into it but that was my first time seeing it
0: so my first time seeing it i do have a story i remember it very well not because of my experience in the theater but my uh, experience on the way there uh i was sitting in traffic at, at or at a a theater room I went to, there was a a, uh, a rotary near it, and I was waiting to get in the rotary. And off to the left, I hear sort of a bang, like to the left and behind me. I'm like, that's weird. And then on the like grass area, like not I mean, not quite a median because it's not in the middle of anything, there's a car on this grass, and it just keeps going. And it keeps going into the street and crashes into a wall right next to me while I'm sitting right next to the movie theater trying to get my time to go see Lincoln. Weird. Yeah. So that that bang that I heard was this guy had some kind of medical event and crashed through an exit sign. Jesus. And uh, yeah, got into a big car accident. So we had to stop and catch the next showing. Well, we called 911. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So that kind of... That kind of colored my first viewing of the movie, I feel like and this is actually the this is only the second time I've seen it. Um you know after that. So I was in a, a sort of a better position to appreciate it more, I guess. Right, right. So, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. As far as I know, he was okay. He was That's good. Confused but conscious at, at the time. But uh let's talk about what actually happens in the movie.
1: Have you chosen the song? Do you have a Lincoln song, Derek? You know, Rick. I think for what Civil War was, it, I think for what was accomplished in this movie. Well, maybe not accomplished in this movie. Accomplished in real life during the 1860s, I think. Uh, I think I'm going to play thirty seconds of silence while you do this. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. In the final days of the Civil
0: War, Abe Lincoln strategizes on how to pass an amendment to the Constitution that will outlaw slavery once and for all. He balances the needs of a Republican Party, the split between the peace of ending the war and the justice of ending slavery as well. Uh, And he also has to get the votes of Democrats, which he does by hook or crook. Slavery is ended by the 13th Amendment. The Civil War is ended via tough negotiations with the, the remnants of the Confederacy. Rewarded by a racist society, Lincoln is shot dead while seeing a play with his wife.
1: All right. 28 seconds. And I completely lied to you because I played a song by Mayhem instead, which is probably (laughs) probably not the best thing to choose. But uh, all right. There you are. Nice job.
0: All right. (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk about our, our favorite scenes here now that we know what happened. So what is your number three scene?
1: So I had about five that I had listed. And I got it down to three and I'm happy I did because that's the show. We need three. So my number three is when Robert Lincoln basically tells his father, like, screw this. I'm going to war, whether you like it or not. And I think it comes up where, you know, he's sort of waiting outside for his dad, the president. um, And he's, he sees a bunch of, you know, men just like bring over like some wagons full of limbs and throw them in a ditch. And I think he just like, has this breaking point of like, I don't want to sit back anymore. You know, and I think that I don't know if it's actually specifically said in the movie, but I feel like he's sick of being like, I'm the president's son, so I'm protected. I think he's like, this is bullshit. I want to go fight. I want to participate. I want to be involved in this and like do something. And it's a really emotional scene because they're fighting back and forth and and the Lincoln is like, I don't want you to go to war. And your mother doesn't want you to go to war. And he's like, F you I'm going in so many words. And then real quick, Lincoln's like, under his breath, like I can't lose you. Yeah. And it's really, it's really emotional. Cause it feels like before that scene, Lincoln was kind of like, yeah, Robert's, you know, whatever. And, and his wife's like, well, you, you don't pay attention to him. And he's like, he's a man. Like I have to pay attention to my younger son. And she's like, he's your son. So like, it's up to that point. You're like, how does Lincoln feel about his son? Obviously, he loves his son, but he's like, he's a man now. He'll he'll do what he needs to do. But then at that point, he's like, I can't lose you. Like, it's very, it kind of grabbed me a little bit. I thought it was really good. I think it was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's kind of like shining moment in the film. Yeah, I I love that
0: scene because Abe Lincoln is kind of, he's so mythologized, you know, and rightfully so in a lot of ways, you know, he's he's kind of our American, like, character you know in in history yeah who 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 like best represents us and or what we strive to be and in this scene he's just a father yeah not wanting to you know he he has that line where it's like you know how many times how many fathers and sons have had this exact same argument right and you know what i happen to be a commander-in-chief so i have a say right and you know it's it's it is yeah no it's 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 great scene my Number three is actually the opening scene. Mm, Great scene. And this is where I really disagreed with that review that said there was no iconic image in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe this is it. Where you see Lincoln sitting there and you see the the two black soldiers and the two white soldiers get, getting his attention. Yeah. You know, and I think it's like, is that David O'Yellowo is one of the black soldiers and like Dane DeHaan is one of the white soldiers. And it's again, these like these big name actors who show up for maybe a day or two of shooting and that they, they go back and forth, you know, like saying the Gettysburg address back to him. And, you know, Lincoln's like, you know, I've, I've heard it and yeah, he's kind of like giving them the time of day. It's like, yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. And then when the, this, the black soldier finishes the Gettysburg dress and it really, you can see it kind of touches him, and maybe, you know, that is, you know, Lincoln's very last scene of dialogue where he's like, you know, I've met certain soldiers that like basically saying like, in my experience, you know, black men are very much equal to to white men in so many ways.
1: It's it's a bit confusing to me because I've done a lot of research on Lincoln and Lincoln hated slavery. I think everybody knows that, but yeah. he never really came out and said that he thought that black people should have the same civil rights as white people. And it, it, it's a bit confusing to me because I think Lincoln's a great man, but at the same time, I think he was like, I mean it, it it stinks to know that I think he was still kind of scared of the prospect of them be really being equal. I think he was like okay, nobody should own each other. You know what I mean? But I don't know if they sure. should have the same civil rights as white people. So I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? I'm kind of thinking like how did that work in his head?
0: I think this movie posits that that was political. That was a that was a political move. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you see it in the scene where Thaddeus Stevens, who is so staunchly abolitionist, has to come out and be like, the amendment just says the same in front of the law. And I think what this movie is saying, and I can't speak for the man, you know, some would say he would have done anything just to end the war. But this movie's take on Lincoln is that he does come to believe that peace. Without the justice of ending slavery, is no peace at all. And this Lincoln, which is the only one we can work with, and I think is just can be historically argued, is the one that I'm talking about here. You know, and I'd love to believe that's the case, but publicly he did need to be careful because he was trying to end the war at the same time. You know, right? Uh,
1: what is your number two scene? My number two scene was the the vote, which is highly inaccurate, but I think it's very emotional and very, very powerful. All the little characters in in this scene, and you don't know who half of them are. You don't know who three quarters of them are probably unless you're like – Mr. Lavoie, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know who most of them are. But as somebody like me who's just sitting there watching, I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. Like, I don't even, for me, I'm watching it and I'm like, how was Lincoln a Republican and, and, and able to, and then of course I'm like, wait a minute, Republicans were a lot different back in the 1800s than they were now. So I had to stop myself.
0: Republicans were a lot different in nineteen sixty than they were. Right. right <laughs> no,
1: absolutely, absolutely. But I had to stop myself and be like, that's so interesting. But you know, you know, just like the characters like Lee Pace, who I think is a fantastic. Like obviously I've seen him in like, you know, The Hobbit and whatnot. And I just recently watched Guardians and he's in that. And he's just so vicious. And the way they act and everything. And I know that looking up research on this, like the vote was only like what they had, like they wrote down on paper slips and passed them in, and that was the vote. But Spielberg wanted to make this like really big scene of like yay or nay type thing. And a lot of the guys were like, Gonna say no, and then they said yes, and all the all the the people who were against the, the you know the amendment were like what what, and I loved it. I love the uh, the reactions of them and stuff, and and then at the end, like the the you know what is it like, the head speaker who I thought was like a judge, he was like I'm gonna say too, yeah, and they're, like you can't has, do that. He's yeah. like sure I can. <laughs> it's a good scene. And it's weird to me too that like Lincoln isn't there for it, um, but I guess the president's it makes sense.
0: very very rarely at. I think. For security purposes, because yeah, the, the speaker is the third in line for the, for the presidency. Um, Right.
1: Oh, I I didn't even know. See, I'm, I'm not, and and it's, we'll come, we'll get to this later as I'm not really big into politics. So I learn as I go, but. One thing this movie did teach me as an American person, I was like, I should probably kind of know what the amendments are. And I was like, I'm going to make a point in the next couple of weeks to like, learn some of them. Because a lot of people are like, I know my rights. And I'm like, do you? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know what I mean? A so- lot of
0: people really don't know what's <laughs> protected. Me. Right. You know, a lot of, I mean, you see it today you know, where somebody gets banned from Twitter and they're like, this is against my First Amendment rights. And it's like, no, it's it's not. It's really not. <laughs> right. You don't know what
1: that amendment is. Right. So if anything, th- this scene, the vote and everything in this movie in general will teach me is like, I should probably know that stuff. But I, I would yeah. uh,
0: also recommend to you a documentary called 13. I believe it's on Netflix.
1: I'm assuming that refers to the colonies.
0: No, it refers to the amendment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the weaknesses of it uh, specifically that it bans slavery or for for servitude except in cases of punishment so yes slavery was ended but you know we see today even up to today a you know black men and black women are much more likely to be arrested okay. and the the Desire to, you know, buy society to have like an underclass, a racial underclass of people. They, pe- you know, society and certain elements of society try to get around this uh, loophole that is there.
1: So it's, 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 it's an interesting watch uh, yep. as, as a follow up to this. Cool. I'll check it out. I, yeah. I, I, I've been, I think for me, the most interesting war this country's ever been through is for me in my mind is the Civil War well we're going to so, be talking about it from every angle this uh, this month, <laughs> me and Rick, for some reason, we call january civil War month indeed at least at least it is in our world <laughs> yeah so my uh my number two
0: scene is the scene where Thaddeus Stevens takes the bill and brings it home, and you see it's like it's revealed that his lover is black, and it's like he's been this kind of implacable staunchly like all, like almost a force of nature more than like a man throughout this whole movie mm-hmm. you know he's he doesn't uh it's like how why is this you know why does it take so much for this guy to bend a little bit and like play politics and like that's the reveal and he just has this joy because you know the person he loves now you know it's 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 more personal for him Yep, and it's sort of revealed here, and I think it's just a
1: great, uh, great twist for 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 the character. Yep. So, yes. what, what's your uh, what's your number one? That's it. That's my yeah. number one. And I'm just biting my tongue because I, I just didn't see it coming. And when and when she reads the letter and she starts to break down, I started to break down. I just thought it was like the most emotional scene in the movie. It caught me like right in the feels. It's so important. It's such an important thing that. It 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 literally, you know, it breaks me down to think that like, yeah, you know, slavery's abolished. That doesn't mean that the people who believe in it stop believing in it. Right. You know? And that's the part that gets me gets, you know, hurts me the most is that to this day, when I hear somebody say like, you know, racism's not a problem in this country, we think it's a problem. I wanna be like, go fuck yourself. Because it's it's such a horrible, rotten thing that like you just don't understand. You know, and if, if you took a mo, if you were involved in something that the you, you, you could actually see it in person, you would be ashamed of yourself to even think that. You know, and to see that moment in that scene of like her being like, "This is like the greatest thing that I'll ever see in my lifetime." Yeah, it's 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 just of paramount importance, and Tommy Lee Jones just absolutely knocks this role out of the park. And it's funny how many Tommy Lee Jones movies I've seen. I feel like I've seen a lot recently of new, you know, of just like just powerhouse performances, but his little smug smile lying in bed is like, oh, that's just enough to warm your heart. So yeah. that's my number one.
0: Uh, my number one is is your number two. And that's the uh, the scene with the vote. And I love it because there are so many great performances in that one scene. Yeah. It's like, like Walton Goggins, who's like, <laughs> You know, he's I don't I don't know if he's quite a Rick's guy, but he's close Mm -hmm. because he's just great in everything. There is, you know, there there are certain certain guys that, you know, Ebert would say as long as this, you know, as long as this person is in this movie, it can't be a 100 percent bad movie. And that's kind of how I feel about Walton Goggins. Like, he can be a total piece of shit. And if he shows up, he's going to have like some
1: little thing. But I, I love the thing where he's just like, shoot me dead. I'm a I'm a Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well think about think about him is that he's maybe he's not like the finest actor I've ever seen, but he's just he's just so memorable in everything he's and everything and
0: we're gonna see him again in a couple of weeks.
1: Yes, we are, and that's a great yeah. role for him yeah. too. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's just
0: everyone in that scene is going through something different. Yeah. In their head. You know, like Lee Pace plays a complete scumbag, but you know, he believes truly that character believes everything he's saying. Yep. Like how how disgusted they are. You know, and you have like it just by the very notion of freeing the slaves and like how they truly believe that this you know the people voting the the Democrats voting yes are traitors. Right. Not not to their country but to like their race. You know, um yeah. you have uh, James Spader's performance he's so great he's so good
1: you have she, she, Sally Field she is so she's excellent yeah and we'll we'll get it there's some interesting miscellaneous about her that I'll get to later but she she's yeah. great she's yeah great. I mean just to me it's just like I know I know how this is
0: gonna end <laughs> right right and I'm still on the edge of my seat
1: yeah, I, you know, and I wasn't sure how Spielberg was going to handle the death of Lincoln. I didn't know, and I actually think that I prefer not seeing it and just seeing the reactions of people. Um, I think it worked really well because sometimes you don't need to specifically see something to make it emotional.
0: I think they um, could have. I think they could have chopped that off. I don't think we needed to go to like all the way to his death.
1: Okay, like, everyone knows. I, I I feel like it. That's. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, is he going to do that? Oh, yep, he did. Okay, but he he didn't show it. It's just the reaction, so.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that's a a good segue because that's probably, I mean, that's probably, like, as far as the movie itself goes, um, I do kind of, like, I I think the ending, I would have rather them ended it more on the ending of slavery as opposed to the death of Lincoln.
1: Okay, yep, I see what
0: you're saying and my my other thing i have really is not so much the movie but you know i, I read you know the these um you know the, the politicians that voted against the amendment they changed their name which i say like first of all put them on front street let them be fucking ashamed yeah uh, you know but i also look at it you know with today's politics there are politicians right now you know here, we're going to get i don't know in our lifetimes I don't know, in the next generation or the generation after that, we're going to get some things passed you know, in government. It's just that's how progress works. It's going to happen. You know, we're going to get things like healthcare reform and and, you know, things that if you think about it, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And these politicians that are going to staunchly be like, we know history is not going to remember them fondly. We know it and they're still doing it. And it's just the same fight. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, sometimes the stakes are bigger. Obviously slavery is about the biggest stakes you can
1: get. Yeah. And you make a good point about the healthcare thing too. Cause like, I mean, I even just saw a funny meme on Facebook that made me laugh. It was like, Sue, in a couple of years, we're going to have the first hotel in space, floating in space. And I was, and instead the, the bottom, somebody just commented, can we just get healthcare first? Yeah. And it was like, seriously, like there's so many things ahead of that. And, right. and it's, it's sort of backwards, but yeah. So that's kind of your least favorite. Is that is it that they showed that's, that?
0: it, it the, I guess the, the human nature of it, like yeah. how many times are we going to have the fight with these, like the people that deep down, they know they're in the wrong side of history. I, I can't imagine. I can't wrap my head around like it. And, and also it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like you have that, that one Democrat where, where I, I think it's Lincoln. It's either. Li- yeah. Lincoln's kind of like, you have to do what's right. And he's like, well, yeah, no, I hate slavery, but like, how are we going to pay for it? Right. You know, And how many, like how many people in bad faith are like, yeah, of course I want everyone to have healthcare, but how are we going to pay for it?
1: Right. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, this actually came up and, and I, I know this is obviously a fantasy. And people are going to be like, why are you comparing this? But I almost thought of like in game of Thrones when, you know, Tyrion's like, here's the plan. In seven years, you will stop owning people. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then he, you know, Daenerys is like, yep, we have this in place now. And then she dies. So it's like, now what? <laughs> like, yeah. is it, there's no one to uphold that. So is it just going to continue over there? It's just something that came to my mind of like, you know, at least here we have the control to like actually keep yeah. it so that it's going to stay. But
0: it's, I mean, it's also like, you see the same, like, to me this time, it was like, how much of Bernie Sanders do you see in Thaddeus Stevens?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. He's
0: kind of like the older curmudgeonly guy who's just like, I just stand for what's right. Yeah, And people are like, oh, he's like, he's crazy. You know, how many many people have there been like this through history?
1: Well, it's funny too, because, and I I guess I can get to my my, my worst part of the movie, just because it ties into what I'm about to say. And I don't want to look like a, dumb, a dummy because I don't think that I am. But I, when it comes to politics, I'm a little stupid as to like sometimes as to what's really going on because, you know, I'm not the type of person to really dig. Sometimes I will dig if, it, if there's like a sore spot that I want to know about. Um, but I felt like for the people who watch this movie who are like, "Ooh, Abraham Lincoln was cool. I'll watch this movie. I wonder how many people actually grasped what was happening because – I would say for a lot of the movie, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about in the dialogue. Like I was like, what, what are they, what are they, what are they saying? What, what's happening? I wouldn't even put the subtitles on. Cause I was like, that's not even going to, I don't even want to do that. Cause I want to watch the performances, but a lot of the movie, I was like, I don't really understand besides the fact that I know what this movie's about politic talk and the way they're talking and everything. And I almost want to watch it again. So I can just be like, okay, this is each scene break down what's actually happening here. Um, and I'm wondering if, I know Spielberg does his research and I know he wanted to make the perfect movie about this, but I'm wondering if he maybe, maybe could have dumbed it down slightly. I don't know if it's, if it would ruin the movie, but just, I'm wondering how many people watch this and are like, no, I get it when they didn't actually get it. So for me, I just thought that like watching through it, I was like, wow, that was, you know, from what I understood, it was really interesting and really good. But there were moments <laughs> that I was like, I kind of went over my head a little bit. Like, I don't know shit about what the hell they're talking about.
0: That's, that's one of the things that I really like. Uh, James Spader has, Oh has man, he's, there for. It's he's, like, tr- he's tremendous Yeah, James Spader's like And you know, spoilers didn't quite make my 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 medals But he's probably fourth place for me Yeah, uh, he's he's like fifth for me Yeah, it, so he, Yeah, he, he's like the guy Who just like And Lincoln kind of knows it as well Where, you know, the scene where it's like Oh, you have to bring the, the note back And it's just like This guy knows what I'm talking about
1: Like this right, guy right, gets right. it yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah, you know, and it's like the, the the first guy is sort of like, no, we can't do the thing, you know. What if, yeah, you're this is not
1: entirely. and Lincoln's just like, give me the letter, G- Mister Bilbo, go go do it. <laughs> speaking speaking of his his name, Bilbo. Yeah, there was a fact that I saw in the trivia that made me laugh so hard. It was like, this is the second Bilbo that Lee Pace has, has opposed <laughs> in a movie, and I was like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? IMDb trivia.
0: Lee uh, Pace, every sometimes.
1: movie he's in hates a Bilbo. Yeah, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is like you don't happen
0: to be named Bilbo. Bilbo, do you? It's like, no <laughs> Star Lords, okay, <laughs> okay, good, 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 You're, good. 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 Uh,
1: do you have anything else? You're to medals? Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. Okay, who's your bronze? So I will give you. My, so I said Spader was probably my five. My four. I wish, 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 wish I could have snuck her in there. But Sally Field is my yeah. number four. And she's unbelievable. She's so good. Um, Nothing more I can say about it. She's, 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 she's a, when you watch her performance in this, you could just tell that she lives and breathes acting. Yes. And we'll get to a miscellaneous part later about her. That uh, was really, really cool to read. But my number three was the man himself, Steven Spielberg. Um, It's almost odd to put a director before the actors sometimes, but in this case, I think, I mean, I think he did, you know, His his the work he's done here was I think it was he like did like seven years of research. Um, at one point I know Daniel Day Lewis was the his first his first choice, and then he went to Liam Neeson, and then because Daniel Day Lewis refused it, and then by the time the movie started being made, Liam Neeson's like I'm too old now. Like maybe seven years ago I could have done this, and Spielberg just takes his time. He's like a Scorsese in that he needs to get things as accurate as possible. Maybe he throws in a couple scenes here and there that didn't happen, but it's for the the good of the movie. But he just does it all. He really does, and he. I, I disagree with that guy who says that there's not. There's not much to see here, as far as yes. like you know, grants. I think um, everything was balanced perfectly, and I love to see sort of colonial esque Civil War streets and things. It really excites me. It's so much. It's so different. And we're gonna see it again, like next week. Yeah, you know, it's exciting that this month is gonna be all this conversation. I hope I don't get all of my thoughts out in one week, but. Uh Spielberg's my number three. To make a long
0: story short, yeah late. no, I I've I've got the same. Um it, it, it's you know future guest of the show, Steven Spielberg. Steven.
1: We know you're I, listening. West we know you're story, listening.
0: Didn't do as well as I thought it was gonna do. Maybe if he came on the show to promote
1: it. Hey, it has like a seven point nine on IMDB, so I don't think it was the I, people's. I'm fault. sure it's a great movie. He's a great
0: director, yeah. Steven Spielberg. Right. I've
1: heard he's okay
0: at directing movies.
1: But <laughs> You know, uh,
0: maybe if he came on the show, maybe made an extra couple million. That's, that's all Steve,
1: I'm saying. Steven, I'm, I'm Steve, not – I'm just saying if you want to make it in this business, come on the show. Steve, babe,
0: come on the show. Come on. Uh, yeah, no, he's my bronze. Uh, and just echoing the, the things that you said, he's – you know, obviously when you hear Steven Spielberg is making a movie about Abraham Lincoln, it's like I know what that's going to be and I know it's going to be fantastic. Yep. So yeah, Steven Spielberg. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have the same medals here. But
1: your your silver is uh, who is it? Okay. So I will say that it was close. Okay. And closer than I thought it was gonna be. But my number two is Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And again, I I, I had to go this direction because I kind of screwed Daniel Day Lewis back when we did they really um, blew really his <laughs> and i'm pretty sure day lewis is probably taking both awards back to back we you know n- this week and next sure. week but but tommy lee jones was such a surprise he's just becoming a fan favorite of mine like the more movies i see him in like his uh, i can't explain it he he's like sally field in that he lives and breathes acting almost more than donday lewis lewis will be like i'll do a movie and then i'm going to wait 5 years because You know, it takes a lot out of him, I feel like, a lot of the time, but Tommy Lee Jones, I just can't say enough good things about him here. Like, going from thinking about him in this and then thinking about him in, like, Batman Forever, it's like light and day, uh, night and day. It's like he's he's brilliant in this movie. Stay stay with me because this is kind of a weird analogy, but almost every character he plays is, like, a grump in some yeah way, he, right? he's the he's the perfect prick he he's, even is in real life when like i think it was like yeah. what was it like somebody was on stage making a joke with the academy awards he just the camera zooms <laughs> in on him and he's just miserable so place, yeah. <laughs> miserable right but he's there are so many
0: shades of like grumpy old man that he does that yeah. you know look at this look at no country for old men check out our episode in our library uh no country for Old men uh look at men in black yeah they're all like You could describe all those characters as like older, like crumogenly dudes, but they're all such different performances. Yes. And and it's like, he's, he's like an artist that like draws in pencil and it's really only gray, but there's so much he does within that gray.
1: That it's if like he was, if he was going to write an autobiography, the title of the of the book should be "The Many Shades of Tommy Lee Jones's <laughs> Grumpy Performances." Fifty Shades of, Shades of, with of Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grumpy Performances. Uh, Tommy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, phenomenal in this, in this role. His wig, by the way, also is just it's it's the worst wig in the movie, but I think it's on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's, like, he's, he's like, fuck
0: this. Like, I am <laughs> like I have to live in this dumb society where I wear a goddamn wig and they're
1: slaves. He, and I'm bullshit he, about it. He's basically Mr. Clean. Yeah. And his wig is ridiculous. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, Gold, I think we
0: probably both have Adam Driver for his one scene. Am I right? I was going to say The Miz. Oh, okay.
1: Yes. I have nothing. I just thought yeah, that, was yeah, 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 right. that, was, that was stupid. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is, I mean... Come on now, you know, what? it's funny about his portrayal as Lincoln. I almost I keep waiting for him to raise his voice and he only does it a couple of times. I mean, really raise his voice. But when he's arguing with his wife, they, I mean, that's another great scene that we, neither of us mentioned. Yeah. But like the scenes between them are so good and uh, what chemistry they have. They really she's like on her knees crying and he's like hovering over her, not in like offensive mode. He's just like, I understand everything you're saying. I have a lot going on in my head. What am I supposed to do? Like, trying
0: yeah. to fucking end slavery here. I'm trying to end war. slavery.
1: Yeah, it's like it's it's really big. It's it's a big performance. But um, right off the bat, when you hear like that subtle, subtle voice of his, and they do the close up and the perfect beard, the hair, when he has the hat and stuff, it's just um, it's just something else. I it can't explain. It's, it's, it's you're it's, almost watching it, going, okay, just just give him the award. Why are we waiting for and, the Academy Awards?
0: And you know, Lincoln has become kind of a cartoon character. Right, you know the the man to like us because got the top hat, he's got the long coat, he's got the beard, he's like a kills, kills vampires. Yeah, it came out. Those movies came out like the same year, uh, <laughs> you know, and he's it, he makes Lincoln very human. Yeah, you, know, you forget that you're looking at this famous visage of a, like we all know, like any American kid. Can tell you what Abe Lincoln looks like. Yeah, you know he's he's and you know, he he brings him to life
1: here in in ways that you know other actors probably couldn't do. So, and, and, and are we are we gonna seriously that Abraham Lincoln never in his life told a lie? Are we really thinking that? I'm thinking he maybe told some the lie. That is the lie. You're right. Maybe Abraham Lincoln. He, maybe like, he tells like untruth. He's like
0: he's. He's like a mischievous wizard that can't lie. And he's like, and like that note is like, yes, I, as far as I know, they're not in the city. And Lee Pace a- is like, that means nothing. What are you talking about?
1: Abraham Lincoln's biggest, uh, the biggest mistake people made was believing that Abraham Lincoln never lied. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing as the Satan thing.
0: You know? the great, Are you trying to say the greatest trick the devil ever played? Yeah, I, w- to I, was trying
1: to, I was trying to do that and fit Lincoln in there, but I, I <laughs> The greatest na- trick Lincoln
0: ever played. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you think that the height had something to do with it, too? Like, Daniel lewis like, what if he yeah. was a foot shorter? would he have gotten that role? No,
0: because Lincoln has to be, you know, it's, it's interesting that, like, our, like, the American folk hero, generally they're, like, big, tall dudes. Yeah. You know, like, Abe Lincoln, tall. He's a he's a wrestler, you know, he's like, yeah, George Washington, also very tall.
1: Yep. Wasn't Andrew Jackson big, too? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. So didn't he like cut off Native Americans noses and keep yeah, them in sucks. fucking jars and shit? Yeah. Jackson, Why is he on the twenty dollar bill still? They were going to th- put Harriet Tubman on there. Whatever happened to that? They, they should still. I
0: believe Jackson was important in like uh, in banking history. Okay. So that might be, well, he's like, he's, he's a big part of like the history of the treasury. I guess. So that's sort of what, yeah, I, I agree.
1: Get Jackson off there. He's a piece of shit. It's kind of like people who receive the Academy Awards get a, uh, get also get a picture of Kevin Spacey because he's done great things in acting. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> He's like, here's your,
0: uh, yes, you've won Best Actor this year and Best Actress. Here by your contract is a framed autographed picture of Kevin Spacey.
1: He's in a bathrobe drinking whiskey on his couch. He's like, I don't like this He's got a glass
0: of red wine. Like, his bathrobe is, like, pulled down. Like, his chest is exposed. It's like, like, why am I, like, Brie Larson got it? She's like, why do I have, like,
1: what is this? we were going to change this to Keanu Reeves because he's such a great person, but Spacey's done so much for Sp- acting. Kind of Spaces- like how Andrew Jackson's been great <laughs> did- for banking.
0: Spacey's got a contract for the next 50 years. Everyone who wins an, as- an acting Oscar has to get this picture autographed. <laughs> we have such a backlog of autographed
1: Spacey pictures that we can't get rid of. You ta- you're take, you taking it. Yeah, were, we were like, we were almost going to actually put his face on the award itself, but we couldn't get that passed. <laughs> We're gonna rename ourselves the Spacey's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Academy Kevin's. Awards, aka The Spacey's. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, oh man. So recasting.
0: Um I have Abe Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln, Thaddeus Stevens. I feel like Abe Lincoln, I, I mean, I just put Liam Neeson because I know like he'd probably do a good job. Like I the, the same work with Spielberg again. But yeah he's definitely too old now. I was thinking him too, yeah, but um, it's like it's you can't cast it like daniel Lee Lewis is just it's the right pick it right it is uh
1: but do you, do you so who do, who what characters do you have i you know what, i'm gonna be honest with you this is first well one of the first times ever since his categories come up where I'm kind of speechless you' are stumped it was tough i'm I'm you know it came out nine years oh not i guess ten years ago now um but i they're just so performance is so good i mean how can i possible possibly replace you know, the lewis number one which is just silly to me yeah. um unless honestly maybe if 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 somebody like adam driver was 10 years older 12 yeah. years older and maybe he could pull it off he's got that lanky skinny thing and he's yeah. also a fantastic actor um but i'm i'm, I'm more I, I didn't really put anything down for the first time because and i actually spent time trying to do this and i'm like it was tough. Who, who am i kidding
0: yeah, I was like, I was thinking it's like, oh, how, like so many characters you recast. And it's like, no, like everyone's so good, but I do have um, Mary Todd and I've got Thaddeus Stevens. Okay. So Mary Todd Lincoln, I mean, Meryl Streep, I think uh, I, I, I almost like I want to see her with like put the two like acting Titans in like with each other, like her and Daniel Day-Lewis in this movie. Right. Like, Sally Field does a great job. Does a, a, an incredible job. Certainly. But, like, I think obviously Meryl could do it. But uh, Thaddeus Stevens, uh, J.K. Simmons. Interesting.
1: I think he's, he's, he's grumpy I, in a very different way. Yeah, and I think he's really proven himself over the years as, like, kind of a powerhouse actor. I think ever since Whiplash came out, yeah. I've taken him way more seriously.
0: I could see, I could see Lincoln being like, uh, Thaddeus, I need you to just say, not my tempo. But, <laughs> li- dragging yeah. just a
1: little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. J.K. Simmons. I was actually thinking, um, you know, there is a movie and I'm sure you've seen it. I can't think. Oh, Amistad. Yeah. Um, I remember this is even before he was considered a decent actor. But Matthew McConaughey does a great job. I think he's like the lawyer in that or something like that. Yep. And he's trying to I was actually thinking if he was a little bit older, maybe he could have pulled off that or, or at least a role on that idea. Right. Um, but yeah, this was a tough one, man. And there's so many actors like. Then I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. And I'm like, I don't know their names, but I know them. Um, You know, maybe it's on the level of like JFK of like how many big actors can you get in a movie. It wasn't on that level, but it was like everybody you see on screen. You're like, I know that guy too. Yeah. You know, it was it was amazing. Um, But yeah, this is the first time really that I just feel completely stumped. Tough. It's tough. Yeah.
0: So uh, it seems like you do have some, uh, some miscellaneous here.
1: Yeah, there's some fun ones here. Uh, let me get those up real quick. I had already mentioned that there was no dramatic voice vote for the 13th Amendment. It was dolled on by paper ballots. Yeah. Um, so Spielberg added that in. And I'm glad that he did because it was a really great scene um, the way he did it. I guess Sally Field contacted Spielberg and was like, please, can I audition? Yeah. And Spielberg was like, you're too old number one. He's like, and I just don't think it's going to work. And she begged him. She's like, can I, you know, could, can I at least do an audition with Dale Lewis? And I guess Dale Lewis was like, let's do it. And he, I guess he flew across a few countries to go do it with her and then she she nailed it. Yeah. And she killed it. And um, it's weird to me to think that like Sally Field is like begging a director for something. Especially at her age, you feel like, okay, she's She doesn't have any pride anymore. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to beg this guy. But I guess she also has that famous speech of like, you like me, you really like me. So I guess she is that person. But um, the one thing I really wanted to read was Daniel Day-Lewis's letter to Steven Spielberg that he wrote kind of saying that he wasn't going to take the role. Uh, he says, "Dear Stephen, it was a real pleasure just to sit and talk with you. I listened very carefully to what you had to say about this compelling history and i 've since read the script and found it, and all the detail of which it describes these monumental events and, and the compassionate portraits of all the principal characters, both powerful and moving i can 't account for how at any given moment, I feel the need to explore one life as opposed to another, but I do know." That I can only do this work if I feel almost as if there's no choice, that a subject coincides inexplicably with a very personal need in a very specific moment in time. In this case, as fascinated as I was by quote-unquote Abe, it was the fascination of a grateful spectator who longed to see a story told rather than a of a participant. That's how I feel now in spite of myself, and though I can't be sure this won't change, I couldn't dream of encouraging you to keep it opened on a mere possibility. I do hope this makes sense, Stephen. I'm glad you're making this film. I wish you the strength for it. And I send both of my very best wishes and my sincere gratitude for having considered me, Daniel. Um, sorry what for classy that. Way. What a classy way to say like, no, nah, it's just not for me right now. <laughs> you could have just said, nah, Stephen, I'm sorry. I'm just not really but feeling it. Like, apparently. That's, I mean, <laughs> and this, this, this really kind of connect the next week of, of, of things that we're doing with, with gangs in New York. But, literally the person who convinced him to take the role was Leo. Yeah. And nobody knows what Leo said to him, but he's like, yeah, I'm sure he was like, Daniel, don't be stupid. Just take it. Yeah. It's like Spielberg. You, it's Lincoln. You're probably right. You yeah. know, cause you know, and, uh, is, is this the first time that they worked together? Spielberg and day Lewis? Yes. It was. I, I was thinking, Oh, was it maybe the crucible? I'm like, I don't think Spielberg did that one. No. Um, but that, that's interesting. He worked with him, Scorsese, he worked with all the big guys, but yeah, those are kind of a miscellaneous, some, some fun things there. And yeah. I think you know, d Lewis is not only just one of the greatest living actors, but he's also a very courteous person as well.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. So let's go to the Oscars. This is a really fun Oscar year. Mm. We did talk about it once before with The Avengers, a very different movie. But let's let's talk about who won here. So, best picture is won by Argo. Other nominees: these are the 2013 Oscars, by the way. Uh, yep. Argo wins best picture. Uh, other nominees are more, which I think we replaced with the Avengers, if I'm recalling correctly. Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, which we're talking about in a few weeks, Le Miz, Life of Pi, Lincoln, of course, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. So, obviously, a ton of best picture nominees this year. This is uh, this is the full ten, I think. So a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Do do we want to punt this down the road? Because I think having a uh a Lincoln versus Django conversation is gonna be interesting here. I think throwing <laughs> Le Mis in there, you know, Zero Dark Thirty has its problems, but is very good. and what I do mean, you, what are you
1: feeling here? I, I'm 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 saying Lincoln. Okay historically in the importance and the acting and the script uh, uh, that's just my feel okay so but, i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs>
0: abstain until we we talk
1: all right you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll
0: finish it so best director uh angley wins for life pie uh other on these are michael haneke for a more uh ben zietland for beasts of the southern wild steven spielberg future guest for Lincoln, of course, and David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, I, I
1: don't know what it is about Silver Linings Playbook. I just think it's a little overrated.
0: I There are things that I like about it. Um, I think De Niro's great
1: in it. I think I mean, it's a... Very, like, I think the, what the has De Niro not been good in? Tell, how about we, the we Adventures talk about that. of Rocky and Bullwinkle. He's excellent in that movie. He's like, are you talking to me? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, Righteous anyway.
0: Kill. Uh,
1: you give that movie a bad rap. I don't think it's as bad as you it's think bad. it is. It's bad. I'm not saying that it's, it's good. Bad. I don't think it's terrible. Though. It's fucking like De Niro. He's a legend. And like, he's ha- he has sex with Kyle Gugino, and that's enough for it to be a good movie. That's really all you need to make a good movie. Like, <laughs> ultimately, mean, when I you do a fresh
0: countdown episode, it's like, ultimately, uh, there's no sex with Kyle Gugino in this one. So, I mean, it can't be my number one. I mean, <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> He, listen. Firstly, you got to be 30 years older than her, and then you have sex with her, and that's uh, no. So, yeah, I mean Spielberg of the nominees here wins this. Like, it's it's not a close. Yeah, it's not really close. Life, uh, Life of Pi is just okay. I am I am not the biggest Ang Lee fan. I mean, Brokeback Mountain is very good. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, excellent. Uh, other than that, I'm not huge in Ang Lee. But yeah, so I think Steven Spielberg for that one. Steven, come on the show. Steve, come on. Steve, what are you waiting for? This is going to make you. Have your people call my people. My people is me. (laughs) Exactly. Call me. We'll we'll hash this out. We'll get it there. Best actor, of course, Daniel Day-Lewis wins uh, for Lincoln. Other nominees.
1: And this is his third, right? His third Oscar for best actor. Yeah. Most ever. Most ever.
0: He wins. There's one other nominee that might give him a run for his money. Uh, so, the other nominees are Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, Hugh Jackman in Les Mis, Denzel Washington in Flight, and Joaquin Phoenix in The Master.
1: Oh yeah, I still think Lewis takes it. I I, I liked him in that a lot. I think he was very yeah. very good. But I, oh, man, how was The Master not nominated
0: for Best Picture?
1: That's kind of messed when up.
0: Fucking Beast of the Southern Wild is nominated.
1: Uh, I've never seen it, but. Yeah, so interesting.
0: Best supporting, the best supporting actor this year is like one of my favorite categories, like in the history of the Oscars. So it's it's won by Christoph Waltz for Django. Mm-hmm. Other enemies are Alan Arkin for Argo, Robert De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, and Tommy Lee
1: Jones in Lincoln. That is incredible. If it's. I think it was the first
0: time that every nominee was had also already won the award. Yeah.
1: Wow. Man. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I was. I actually. I, I, and you know this that I don't look it up before we do it because I don't like to be surprised unless I already know it. But I actually thought Tommy Lee Jones won this year. But that makes sense now. Um yeah. It's that, like it's a Shark Tank this category. It really is, and I, I'm not gonna. I mean. I really think Ah. it should be a
0: three-way tie between Vaults Hoffman and Tommy Lee Jones. Like, it's, they're all, and, like, De Niro's not that far behind.
1: As I say, and the loser, for some reason, is Robert De Niro. Like, it's a what a year. Who was the other one? The fifth one that we didn't mention? Alan Arkin. Okay. Argo. And he's great in that, too. Right. But Argo,
0: I think, was very much, like, I think it ran a very good Oscar campaign, because it's a good movie, but was I that mean, the
1: one that Ben Affleck
0: yes. directed? Okay. Yes. So, best supporting actor, excuse me, best supporting actress. Uh, Anne Hathaway wins for Les Mis, which I knew from the second she started singing in the fucking trailer for Les Mis. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's her Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty um, obvious. So, other nominees Amy Adams in The Master, Sally Field and Lincoln. Helen Hunt in The Sessions and Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook. So, what are you thinking here? Man, Anne Hathaway's really good in Lame is. Sally Field's excellent in this. Amy Adams is great in The
1: Master. I'm being honest with you, she's not as memorable as I thought she'd be. Like, I don't, I don't think of her when I think of that movie.
0: Well, I think because, like, Hoffman and Phoenix
1: are so good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Anne Hathaway. I think so too. I think Sally Fields right behind her, but I think that, uh, I think it was Anne Deere.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, that is the Oscars. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom is this year as well. That's a, that's a a great movie. But, you know, Wes Anderson's an acquired
1: taste. All right. So certainly that's the Oscars. What are we eating with this movie? What are we eating with this movie? Um, That's a great question. You know, I'm having like a like a like a roast beef. What did they eat back then? F- food, probably. That's true. Um, roast beef, huh? Yeah, like something lo- like
0: old timey. Like I'm in a big state. Like, what is Tommy Lee? What is Thaddeus <sighs> Stevens
1: going home and eating? You think? You think Thaddeus uh, eats a roast beef three way? I mean, I meant like like a like a like a right. roast. Right, like a roast. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. There's not a lot of food eaten in this movie. Actually, is there any? I don't, I don't recall seeing any food. Maybe like a nice tapioca pudding. Tapioca pudding. <laughs> Why not? Okay, I guess let's go for it. I feel like when they're all sitting around a big, big table, there's going to be just, somebody. Let me just
0: Google. this. Is, we're doing this live. We're going to Google Abe Lincoln's favorite food.
1: If it's tapioca pudding, you, you owe me.
0: If it's tapioca
1: me? pudding, I'm ending the podcast right now forever. All right. I'm like, I was in a good mood. until tapioca pudding came along Abe Lincoln favorite food he probably like boiled food like no no offense to Irish people but your boiled food sucks anyways let's move on um
0: so suggested in this there's a book called Abraham Lincoln in the kitchen (laughs) of of course um the author suggests apples and corn cakes. See, he's a he's more of like a fruit dessert guy. He would like apple pancakes. Like,
1: oh, this guy would have loved it. He would like breakfast. What did he call us with Molly's? Like, Molly? Yeah. Could you make me any, make me some apple pancakes? She's like, I'm not making you shit. <laughs> Molly's like, it's 1860. What's an apple <laughs> pancake? <laughs> i wish i could use that now and like somebody <laughs> asked me for a food i've never heard of and go this is 2022 that's not even real yet it's not even a thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, although i i would like woolly wonka's pill formed gum and and meal gum that needs to be a thing soon it come on tastes like a, a full dinner full dinner and then at the end you really do you do turn into that thing Giant but you, you but, yeah. but it only, only lasts 10 minutes Somebody walks in. It's like, hold on, I'm purple right now. Give me a few minutes. Derek can't come over. He's a chocolate chip cookie right now. Maybe <laughs> <in> 10. <laughs> um, now, uh, I mean, now before before we, we, we get on to the, the, the ending of this, I, there's something I have to ask. You, and I think I may have asked you this before. Yeah. A friend of mine in college, I was over his house. And he was like, I got to show you this DVD that I have. It's very odd. I said, okay. But he's like, it's very entertaining. I don't remember who made it. I don't remember anything about it, except there was a documentary about what if the Confederates won. Oh, Confederate States of America. Yeah. I've Is that, that what it's called? Yeah. I remember it a little bit and I was like, what the hell? And it was so interesting. And then it was like certain people didn't like exist like Elvis or something like that. Or I forget what it was, but it was like, who thought of this? This is so interesting. I want to pick it up again. Just, just to so the great part about
0: this is it's like basically like the, the idea of it is like, you're watching a documentary on TV and it'll cut to commercials and the commercials are like extremely racist products. Yeah. Right. It's like big, like, you know like you know it's like it's like black people with like big like racist teeth and lips and it's like I see
1: I don't remember any of that. Okay. I just remember like well, you the know big so-
0: twist at the end of the the movie is like oh by the way all the commercials for real products.
1: Oh my god that's so yeah. funny. Oh well not funny but yeah it's like it's like it's like horrifying. It's like right.
0: everything that's the actual documentary is like you know it's a mockumentary it's like it's fake it's made up and right. it's like actually it's like and ha- It's, and it's, you know, and it's like, how does, like, how would these racist, you know, how would these racist products even exist in like the United States of America? I don't know. Ask Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. Oh boy. Yeah. So (laughs) it's like, you know, it it, it does go to show like how comfortable people are with racial stereotypes when they maybe don't even necessarily realize how terrible they are. Right, so I mean yeah, that's that's a very interesting documentary. That was one of the ones I think was like it was streaming on Netflix and like the early days of streaming on Netflix when yep. streaming was like, oh, this is a like this is a novelty. Like I can just like click a button and
1: here's the movie. Right. So I think I believe I watched it on there, but that's yeah, that's well worth checking out. I would have been surprised if you had missed that documentary. because It's like something that you yeah. would catch, you know, catch at one point. Yeah. But.
0: So now we come to the most important part of the show. That is when I put 30 seconds on the clock, and Derek tells us why Lincoln is the greatest movie of all time. Derek,
1: are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Just so everybody knows, I'm done insulting you. I think you've all learned your lesson. But... I think if you're an American and you were born in this country, I think you should take a peek at this movie because it's very interesting and it might open your brain up a little bit more like it did me and to learn those amendments and learn the laws of the country. Acting's phenomenal. Script's phenomenal. Go watch Lincoln. Spielberg's the man.
0: All right. 26 seconds. Excellent job. Thank you so much for joining us on our episode on Spielberg's Lincoln. And, uh, We've get, we're going to continue Civil War Month for the month of January next week with Gangs New York, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis duology about the Civil War. Then uh, the following week, we get Glory, and we're going to oh, round out the month man, with technically not a Civil War movie, but you know, it's a movie about slavery, and that's Django Unchained. Let's have a little bit of fun, folks, because uh, you know what? The, the other three movies this month are pretty heavy. Oh, Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and I, uh, you know, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, Derek, you have anything uh, to say? I mean, we
1: just had an episode of the greatest album of all time podcast released. Yes. Uh, yep. We recently did an episode and we have coming uh, one coming this Sunday as well. Uh, we did. the. G- yep. We're, 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 we're back. We're, we're back. We're doing them every two okay. weeks. It's enough to let us breathe. Cause you know, I am doing the movie podcast as well. And I'm currently juggling two bands and working and busy and tired, but um, we, we decided that if we, if we, if we do them in batches, we feel better about it. We can just get it done in a day, but we did do the Jimi Hendrix experience. We did access bold love, which is a really cool album. And then, This Sunday coming up, we're going to be doing The Stranger by Billy Joel, where like every song on the album was a hit, um, which is really fun. And then eventually after that, we're going to be doing a Queen album and have a guest on there. And then I'm going to be talking to Rick after this and hopefully getting him on one of my, you know, one of the episodes. Um, So we'll do that. And anybody has any suggestions for both podcasts? Anybody want to see something different? Ideas? We'll totally take them. We're not jerks. We're nice. I promise. I mean...
0: One of us is a jerk. That's secretly. True. Can you yeah. figure out which one?
1: Wow. Let us know what you think. Who's your, I, Who's the jerk? I mean, I'm assuming I know what you think. And I'm hurt.
0: <laughs> uh, don't say so short, Derek. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I do want to thank you so much for listening to the, the show this week. Please join us for the rest of Civil War Month. I have been your co-host, Honest Rick Barrasso. And I have been your co-host.
1: I can't even get it out. The big abolish boski. <laughs> Keep watching, everyone.